0: Hi, my name is Brandon and I spent the last 10 years of my life in the fitness industry in which I turned a hobby into a $100,000 a year career. But I got bored and I wanted a new challenge. The challenge? Create a million dollar a year business. The only problem was I have no idea what I'm going to do. Follow me as I travel halfway across the country to start my business from zero. This podcast is to show you my struggles and successes and everything in between. Join me and follow along as I document my journey of starting over. Using only today's best networking techniques, growth hacks, and sales funnels to grow my million dollar a year business. My name is Brandon Duff, and let's change lives together. This is The Money Friends. Thank you so much, Brian,
1: for coming on to The Money Friends and talking to me today. I know you have a manual called The America's Simplest Business, and you've been cleaning commercial and residential areas and parks for the last 30 years. But what's more impressive is you actually took your business from fifty thousand dollars a year to six hundred and fifty thousand, and it's continued to grow. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what's so important about keeping our environments clean? Well, uh, first of all, like
2: the focus of my business is uh, cleaning up litter from commercial properties. Um, there's not really that much of a market for residential, uh, seeing as the city does that or uh, uh, building. Uh, resident managers uh, oftentimes will be uh, responsible for cleaning up litter outside, you know, condominiums or residential properties. Uh, uh, so my focus uh, since 1981 has been on the commercial market. And uh, I got into the business uh, when I was working uh, a full-time job. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm 21 years of age. I didn't have uh, much of an education. I barely graduated high school. Uh, obviously, didn't go to college, so there's there, <laughs> there's nothing there, uh, and uh, not a lot of job skills, not a lot of money in the bank. And I was looking at different uh, opportunities. And keep in mind, this is back in 1981. This is before the internet, and every, you know, all the information was hard copies and 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 everything. And and I, the, uh, some people, if they're around, have been around as long as I have. Uh, they might remember the old uh, yellow page telephone book.
1: <laughs> And every
2: if you had a business, you were you were listed in there, and that's how customers found you. Oh yeah. So I, I was looking at different business opportunities, and like I said, my uh, I was kind of limited as to what I could do. So I thought, you know what, fortunes have been made uh, in cleaning businesses. So a lot of people don't like to do cleaning, uh, and they like to get people to to do different tasks for them. And I, I recalled that my uh, uh, recently passed father, he just passed away just months before I, I got it, started this business. He used to clean up litter outside of a nearby strip plaza. And he'd taken me along with him a couple times as a kid. And I said, wow, this this is easy. I mean, it's almost as easy as going for a walk and, and making money. And, you know, we weren't cleaning up a, a buildup of material. It, the whole point of our service was to keep the property clean. So we just simply walked around the sidewalks, the parking lot, the surrounding landscape, and swept up any litter material into a collection tool. And we were out of there just in the time it took to walk the property. And like I say, I remember him doing that, and I thought, oh, you know, I don't, unfortunately I don't have his contacts or anything like that. So I pulled out the old yellow page telephone directory and, and uh, looked, uh, looked under uh, real estate management or property management companies, because they are your prospects, they are your customers. And I started phoning a few and uh, maybe third, fourth call, um, Jackon, uh, this property management company, um, I was I happened to be talking to the property manager, and he said, you know, wow, this is, this is great because you know, I've been looking for somebody uh, to clean my uh, uh, three properties, uh, clean up the litter outside, As somebody who will show up on a reliable basis, that's the problem he had, uh, you know, someone saying, I'll do it, but they, you know, they didn't do it. They didn't show up half the time. So it all started from there. I got the, the my first account with him and uh it all, you know, because I didn't have any business training, that's where the learning began. <laughs> uh, I, I had to learn from my own experience, the school of hard knocks. uh When was the best time to service the property? You know, uh, first of all, you know, you know, how do I set up a business? Uh, uh, how do I get a business bank account? How do I name my business, et cetera, et cetera. But, after I, you know, I did that. It was like, you know, how do I market my service? Uh, what's the best way to clean it? You know, what type of tools uh, work best? And uh, it was a good thing I started out with just the three properties because it, it enabled me to learn the business, and then I was ready for subsequent uh, properties that I picked up with other customers. And it 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 started out as a simple man, one man operation. The whole intent was to work for myself without having to answer to a boss. But, of course, if you're self-employed, you know your bosses are your customers.
1: Yeah, 100%. I've
2: got a lot of bosses now as opposed to just one. But I wanted to work for myself. I, you know, enjoy working outdoors. I feel good about what I'm doing because I can see the results uh, from my work. Um, It just, you know, cleaning up the community, making your city, making your community uh, that much more attractive and and litter-free and uh, i love what i do and um um i, I guess to make a long story short i know I, i've been going on for a couple of minutes here i like to talk but i i put everything i've learned into a book which i call clean lots america's simplest business and i offer free support anybody who wants to start this business in their city uh i'm available to help them out and show them you know this is a great little business you can You can just do on the side, or you can scale it into a a business as big as you want. And we've scaled it into um, uh, up to $650,000 a year is what we bill out for just litter pick. No landscaping, nothing else, no other service, just litter pick or parking lot litter cleaning. And um, uh, we have an army of people that work for us, and um, it's it's been uh, really great for me. We provided a really nice uh, nice, uh, lifestyle, if you will.
1: Yeah, that's so great i love one of your taglines is keeping america beautiful and you focus on the environmental keeping um, I and mean, your website's all about green, uh, recycling and helping the environment and i really love that and i know that with your manual it helps people get to kind of get over the bumps in the road and learn how to run the business faster than they can on their own and they can we'll, we'll have um everyone at the end or in the show notes, there'll be a link to the manual that they can pick up from your website, which is great. But is it really the simplest business in America? Or do you think it's more the simplest business of the world? I mean, this seems like if I was in China or Australia or England or any of these places, they can pick up your book too and still be successful, don't you think?
2: Well, I I would imagine so. But keep in mind, I I wrote the book and I, I basically sell it. And I feel most comfortable selling it uh, into the U.S. market because that's the market I'm most familiar with. That
1: makes
2: uh, you know, and, you know, and I know, um, you know some countries they're higher density, so they'll have commercial properties, but you know, fewer parking lots. Uh, They rely more on public transit. And so you might have a shop, but there's not really a parking lot in front of it. It's street parking. And so uh, the focus of our services is keeping the the commercial properties, uh, you know, such as strip plazas, uh, businesses with parking lots, you know, small office buildings, uh, the industrial properties where you've got the office space in the front, warehouse uh, bays in the back, where the you know the, the trucks come in and, and park, and and uh, but it, it's all about cleaning parking lots. And um, so you know it would work in Australia. I'm sure it would work in Canada. Uh, I know it works in the United States market. I, I'm not you know so sure about certain European countries or even China. Um, you know, so I, I feel more comfortable with uh, with the market that I'm aware of or that I, that I'm familiar with.
1: Well, let's, let's find some Australians and some Englands to, uh, to buy your book so they can report back how great it helped them build their business. But I, I kind of want to go into, you talked about how you got into the business with your dad and walking it. Is that like the first time it kind of clicked? Is right when you started walking home with that on that day or did you, was it a few months after? Was it a year after? How long was it until you started taking action?
2: Well, I I remember when he took me uh, uh, with him a couple times, you know, as a, as a much younger kid. That was before I was old enough to to get a part time job. I thought, well, th- this is easy. I, I know when he first told me he was going to take me with him. I thought, what what, what I'm going to do? What? <laughs> then, once we were walking around, and like I said, there was no bending over picking up things. There's no pushing broom. It's just walking up to a piece of litter and simply. Aiding it or sweeping it into your letter collect litter collection tool and moving on to the next piece. And then before he knew it, you know, a few minutes later, we were done the property that basically the time it took to walk the whole property. And, uh, I thought, well, this is a great dig he's got. And like he was a caretaker and, um, you know, he didn't make a lot of money as a result of that job. Uh, so he had to find, um, um different moonlighting back then. They called it moonlighting as opposed to side hustles, but he did that and, uh, he, to supplement the family income and uh, I thought well you know what this this was great you know at the time I did it but um but like I say then when you know he uh, when I was 21 and I, I was working this full-time job I was thinking you know what there's got to be something and uh that was you know about three uh you know, about three months after he passed away wow. and then all of a sudden I thought oh wow I re- I remember that and you know why not investigate this opportunity like I mentioned before you know Fortunes have been made, you know, in the cleaning business, whether it's a maid service or janitorial. But I thought this was a, a a unique niche service. It wasn't just another janitorial business
1: or
2: or something else where I've got a lot of competition. And I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to look at look into this, and and uh, it turned out there was a great market for it, and it basically the business, you know, took off from there.
1: And that that just leads into my next question. How do you know if there's a market for it? I know, just to give you an example, like my wife, she's in property management in California. Actually, we just moved to Texas, so she's in property management in Texas now. And she's, like, we had dog parks and, and, you know, trash removal service, and she's always been looking for, like, a dog service to clean up the dog poop around and always a litter service. So there's definitely a market in California and Texas. How do you know if there's a market in your area?
2: Um, well, you know, you can go out, uh, you know, take a drive around and make a conscious effort into being aware of what the property looks like, you know, the exterior property, the, the the parking lot, the landscape, the sidewalks. Is, is there trash? Or is there litter, litter material like cups, cans, bottles, wrappers, uh, uh, items of that nature laying around? And, or especially cigarette butts. Um, you know, if, if they're, um, you know, accumulated in a certain area in front of, let's say, a restaurant or a bar. Um, those are signs that maybe you can help uh, keep that property cleaner and, and save the money. And our whole business model is, is um, um, providing better service for less money to our, to our uh, customers, which, you know, which are the property management companies. But, you know, I have to be honest, um, somebody, somebody has to be doing or providing the service, uh, you know, for, for someone um, management companies might be using a, a landscape contractor for example you know they want somebody to cut the grass shovel their snow in those areas of the country most, and also do the litter pick but i can tell you uh, you know i've been in this business since 1981 a lot of the large landscape contractors they'll do anything to get those big properties so you know the landscaping the snow removal but they're not keen on doing litter pick so they may contract the service out or they'll grudgingly you know have their their own crew do it but it. It, it's not what the, always the most satisfactory result because this service, in order to be done properly, has to be done after hours or like early in the mornings before the business is open. So you can clearly see and clean up everything as opposed to the middle of the day where maybe a landscaper uh, is trying to do the work or even um, some of the larger janitorial or cleaning businesses will have what's known as a day porter service Where they go out and, and, you know, put in a couple of hours, you know, they do litter pick, but they maybe, they also have to wipe the window sills or empty the, the uh, check the washroom supplies and things like that. But it, again, it's not always at the, the, mo- the better, the best type of time of day to provide the service. So, um, so you know, those are the things you can do um, and, uh, you know, drive around your community, uh, if you, you know, see a property that's um, pretty messy. Uh, take note or, or find out who the property management company is and just contact them and, and uh, briefly introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, this is how my service is going to benefit you. I can save you money, give you a cleaner litter-free property. And that starts the conversation, you know, and everything is in my book as to how to move forward with that and land that that uh, interested party or that prospect with a contract.
1: That's so great. I love that you said you drive around and actually look at properties. It kind of reminds me of my real estate. I just still do real estate, but we call it driving for dollars. And you would drive the neighborhoods and look at real estate properties that might be vacant or um, overgrown or anything like that. Maybe there's an out-of-state um, owner or someone just died and left the property and someone kind of taken it. But now you're actually driving for dollars for a commercial places, commercial companies or com- uh, commercial assets. And reaching out to them and asking them if they actually need their service and it would be a a much easier time finding uh, contracts that way than my way of finding driving for dollars in real estate because you're actually going to reach someone on the other end which I might not and I might actually have to do some kind of um, search for the actual real address of the property owner or their phone number or their social media link so I think that's that's great that's such an easy tip you could do is driving for dollars
2: well remember too uh i mentioned when i started uh i had the the big thick yellow page directory and i could find my prospects in the telephone book you know by simply looking under real estate development or real estate management management or property management companies but now um you just do a google search you know you do a search. You know uh, really like the same categories and uh, or list of commercial property management companies you can even define that now with just your county or or a certain area of the city that you want to focus on and you'll you know you'll you'll get uh, results uh, depending on how you narrow narrow your search down and and then you just start contacting them um, and you always want to talk to a live person uh, and, you know, again, it's, it's starting the communication and uh, you, you introduce yourself and you've got that person's name. So then if they ask for more information, uh, it's gonna go to their email address. They're looking forward to getting more information from you as opposed to just blindly sending about a bunch of emails out and, it, and most people just consider it as spam. You know, that sales, you I don't know this guy. I'm not interested in his message. He's trying to sell me something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to have that first connection Um, Over the phone versus just sending spam emails and hoping to get someone because like you said, one, it could violate some kind of uh, spamming laws is one, but two, you could also upset them because they have no idea who you are and they've never got an email so they probably will go into their spam folder or some kind of other filter um, system so that they really won't ever see it. So it's definitely important to call them and then follow up and say, hey, just to let you know, I am going to be emailing you, be on the lookout for that. And blah 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 blah. So, do you um, need to be in a big city to run a business like this and to get your manual and to be successful, or do you feel that it could work pretty pretty well anywhere?
2: Um, well, obviously, you have to be in a city. It's not going to work if you're living in a rural situation on a farm. <laughs> It's one of the nearest commercial properties. But any city with uh, commercial properties, um, it can work in a city. Uh, I've seen cities that are, you know, population 20, 30,000. And, uh, you know, and it it seems to be an attraction for all of the people that live in, the, in those rural communities. They come in, they do their shopping. They still have the Walmart. They still have some of the big box uh, retail, store, you know, merchants or stores. And as a result, you know, the larger um, uh, parking lots, you know. Uh, in which they need to be uh, kept clean. So yeah, obviously, the bigger the market you live uh, live in, uh, the the pressure. Right. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it, it will work in smaller cities, and especially like some people uh, that buy my book, they really don't want to build it into a big full time business. They're, they're perfectly content with making an extra two three thousand dollars a month and they still have their full-time job and they, they have the best of both worlds. And, and whatever you wanna do, um, you can do. And I'm there uh, to provide free support.
1: Right, that's, that's so great. I mean, it's so good that you have that support because some people might just have questions that might not be in your book. And if you have, you know, say, revision or revision of your Clean Lots book, those updated questions will be questions that people actually want answers, or want answers for. So, how do you get started in this business besides buying your manual? Um, how do you, I mean, you talked about some cleaning utensils, a bag. I mean, is that all you need?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can run this business from home. You don't need any power equipment. You don't need to rent any spaces. You, you don't really need a pickup truck either. I mean, I, it, it comes in handy. I operate with one because it's easy to reach into the back of the truck for your tools and maybe toss in, you know, a, a, a bag of trash, et cetera. But, a lot of people, you just use your car. As long as it's a reliable form of transportation that gets you from one job site to the next. And simple hand tools, a broom, a lightweight broom uh, to sweep the, the, uh, the piece of litter into a litter collection tool. And I, I found um, a tool almost 30 years ago that I still use today. And it's still the best. Tool to to do this type of work. Uh, I found. I mean, there's other tools. I mean, some people have seen those little grabbers, and maybe they walk around with a, a bucket on wheels and some brooms. But it takes a lot longer to clean a property using that type of equipment. It's possible, but I don't recommend it. I, I recommend people um, uh, obtain the tool that's in my book. I provide the uh, the contact information. I don't sell it.
1: Uh, okay. but,
2: I I, I put people and lead them to the right direction. This is where you can get this tool if you want to. But, and the reason what you should consider getting it is because it makes the, the, the job that much easier And subsequently more profitable you can get in and out of a property much quicker using that tool as opposed to some of some of the other items that you might find local you know uh, hardware store or a home site well that's
1: important is your time right we don't get that back so as fast as you can turn over those units or turn over those properties the sooner you get to the next job and the more time you can use to spend with your family or market yourself or grow your team or grow your business or whatever it may be so that's super important because It's not how much time you spent on the property, it's making sure the properties are consistently clean and maintained um, based on what you do, and that's that's super important. So um, I think it's cool that you don't actually have to have an hourly rate, you have a contract or some sort. You explain all this in your book, I'm sure, about how to set up that.
2: Exactly, everything is covered in the book. There's examples of business forms um, that you can copy, create, uh, adapt, use for your own purposes. Um, but also, I guess, um, one of the uh, most important tools as well, it's not a cleaning tool, per se, well, well it's not a cleaning tool at all, but it's actually uh, um, the way you communicate with your customers. Uh, take that cell phone with you, and it, you'd be amazed how uh, well it works for you in terms of solidifying that relationship you have with your client. And I'll give you an example. If you're, you're out cleaning up a property and you happen to notice that uh, somebody has dumped the mattress off at the back, or someone has tagged the side of a building with the graffiti, or perhaps a stop sign has been run down, you need to communicate that with your clients to let them know that you're not only are you there, and you, you know, you've seen this, so you've cleaned the property, but you've seen this, they really appreciate you being an extra set of eyes. So if if you have that phone with you and you snap a picture and you forward that to your your customer the the, the next morning with a text this, you know here's your uh, you know here's your property whatever the name it's called and and uh, I noticed this around the back of the property they can see for themselves oh well I know exactly where this is in my property and I can see the size of this mattress and and, uh, and you know and they'll get back to you they really appreciate that feedback and you'd be surprised how many uh, people get into a cleaning business, and they have that attitude, well, that's not my job. That's not my responsibility. I, i'm I'm only here to clean up and and uh, but you know it, it if you communicate these things with your with your customers, uh, they know that you're there, like I said, they appreciate the the extra set of eyes that you're, you're providing for them. but it 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 forces you you develop that relationship, that bond, so that they're more likely to want to continue doing business with you and send more business your way because uh, of the extra value that you provide
1: huge that's huge providing value i mean not only you're going above and beyond or just picking up litter you're pointing out things that are from an outside perspective that they're kind of eyesores that could be a deterrent from people actually wanting to come into their property because there's vandalism or there's weird shit outside the the apartment that's people are just kind of not cleaned up they're just letting it sit there and then you know other things start happening to pile on top of that because people don't take care of the property and then it gets decrepit so it's good that you were able to provide that extra value to your customers and that customer service because it's one it's going to build that rapport and that relationship stronger but they're not going to just let you go because you're not doing a bad job. You're doing a great job, obviously. But now you're actually going above and beyond, like you said. And they're going to want to continue that relationship with you and, like you said, refer you out to other people. So, that's, that's right. You
2: make yourself more valuable to them, and it's, they're less likely to get rid of you for you know your litter pick uh, uh, because they, they're getting that extra value, that extra set of eyes that you provide for them. And, and in a lot of cases, you can save the money by, by doing this, I mean, there's, there, uh, if someone is going to trip over a sign that's fallen over the sidewalk, uh, that person could sue yeah. the building owner or the property management company if they're not, haven't been made aware of the trip and fall hazard. Yeah. So when you, it's not just the fact that a sign has been knocked down. It, the, the point is that that can be a liability issue. And that's why your customers appreciate the feedback that they get from you so much
1: yeah i mean it's super important like i have a property manager for all my rental properties and he constantly keeps me updated on things that they need to get repaired or i mean he doesn't really need to tell me a lot of this stuff and i don't want him to but he does it because he wants to keep me informed or things that might be a liability or you know kind of guides me in what way i want to do it because when we own a business there is a huge liability of owning a business people can trip fall get hurt and we have to you have to pay for that. so I, Yeah, it's definitely so good that you go above and beyond and do what you do because you're helping save so many property managers and just commercial properties um, of the liability of having someone trip or fall or slip or, or even vandalism because that vandalism is gonna create more vandalism because it's just there. So,
2: um, yeah. And you know yourself, I mean, if a property is maintained, People show more respect for a clean property. They're less likely to, uh, to drop litter. Um, whereas if a property is, is not being taken care of and there's trash everywhere, people have no problem just dump, dropping their coffee because they have the attitude. Well, you know, it, it's a mess anyhow. So, you know, it's not like I'm creating an eyesore. I'm just, you know, it, it's already messy. Well,
1: not only that and it attracts the wrong people in that area and that's not what you want. Speaking of wrong people, I'm sure on your walks early in the mornings and the evenings, you've met some interesting people or you've had some great networking opportunities. What has that kind of been like for you?
2: Oh, well, you know, when I'm working after hours, I mean, basically most people are sleeping. But, um, you know, I do run across sometimes um, uh, some business owners that are, are are open late, like, you know, some of the pizza places, they're, you know, about ready to get closed down. And, uh, you know, sometimes they look at me and, you know, I, Uh, I'm wearing appropriate clothing to do the cleaning job, but I don't always look the most attractive when I'm working at night. So sometimes they might feel a bit sorry for me, and and when they're closing up, they might hand me uh, some leftover pizza that they would normally have thrown out. It it, it happens sometimes. Um, Sometimes, you know, a 24-7 convenience store, uh, Circle K, 7-Eleven or something, they'll see you cleaning up, and they really appreciate that. Uh, You know, you're out in front of the store cleaning up, some uh, coffee cups or, or wrappers and uh they'll might they might poke their head out the window and say hey you know hey buddy you, you want a coffee anytime you want to come in for a free drink you know cool oh, i have free coffee it's the
1: best kind of coffee right really. <laughs> yeah
2: that's but i mean you know um I, I sometimes you do see some um homeless people unfortunately or, or vagrants yeah. and you know what I, it's not my job to to shoo them off site uh uh, if you're polite to them they're polite to you i mean i don't bother them they don't bother me exactly you know, I guess just be aware of your surroundings you know when you're you're cleaning up like i say nobody is around there except maybe some uh, a couple of vehicles from maybe a cleaning service uh, the janitors are inside uh, you know polishing the stores of the store or something like that uh, but typically it's pretty quiet uh, i do my job i get out of there uh, the streets are you know pretty empty and, it's not rush hour traffic. I can get from one job site to the next pretty quick. And uh, do, my, uh, do my route, and then I'm done my day.
1: I mean, it seems like it's a no-brainer to start the most simplest business in the world. Is there any kind of? I mean, it seems like there's no, no risk at all, besides when you start getting to the level you're at or you start building a team and you start doing the managing part of the team. But is there any kind of risk involved in this? I mean, it seems there's no overhead. You have a broom. That special tool, and you already have a car. It seems like you want can start this tomorrow.
2: Pretty much. I mean, you just need to uh, work the business. Abby's saying if you work the business, the business will work for you. So, um, you know, I, I don't pretend to say it will work for everyone because if someone buys the book and, uh, you know, makes one or two phone calls and, and gets two no's and then drops out and saying and tries to tell me there's no market for the service, well, they're not going to be successful. So, you know you could say they'd risk the money but but i'm i'm telling you you know i've been in this business for i mean 38 years now it works and the people that buy my book uh uh that work the business it works for them and some of them have just kept it as as a simple side hustle and some of them have scaled it into a big full-time operation as well and they they know that uh it works it's it's tested it's it's proven um you just need to work the business
1: And that's just any business, right? You need to work the business and have that motivation and the desire to want to be successful and learn how to get that gained advantage by either buying your book or having that special tool or doing these things that would help you succeed faster than you could on your own just starting out. So I think that's, it's super important to, just like any business, have coaching, have a plan and um, take action. I mean, that's.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, like when I started this, I mean, uh, from the outset, I, I mentioned I didn't have a lot of money, I didn't have a, a you know a great education, I didn't have many skills. But what I brought to the table was passion, persistence, and patience.
1: That was, if, huge. if
2: you bring that to any business, you'll find a way to make it successful. You're you're going to run into some nose and some roadblocks, but r- as an entrepreneur, you're going to learn pretty quickly that. You know what uh that's not the, uh, a dead end you know there's a fork in the road uh, you, you know you uh if, if something zigs you zag. you always find find a solution to a problem and uh, and and you learn that and and you move on and that's how you become successful in my in my eyes
1: yeah i always call my failures learning opportunities because they're definitely finding like you said if you have a problem you find a solution for it versus just giving up And entrepreneurs tend to, or great entrepreneurs tend to, be problem solvers than they are really anything else because they take a problem and they try and improve on it or make a new solution out of it and they overcome it and then they do it again and again and again. (laughs) So uh, that's right. (laughs) Do you feel besides obviously being in a small market where there's like a rural, rural area or farm or anything like that, do you feel like any? Who would succeed? Like, I'm super introverted, but I play an extrovert on TV, and you wouldn't know that. But um, would it be someone who doesn't really like to talk to people or kind of um, being shy? Do you think they would still succeed in this, or how do you feel?
2: Well, you know what? I- I'm glad you brought that up because um, I'm an introvert myself. You don't need to be. A lot of people think, well, if you, you know, entrepreneurs, they're brash, they're bold, they, they're extroverts. And I don't agree, and you don't, there's no such thing as a born salesperson either. No, 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 no. I'm an introvert, and that's one of the reasons when I started this business, I wanted to work outside and have my own hours and, and, uh, and not work in an office and not be around all sorts of people and deal right. with politics. Uh, you know, that, that was one of the things that attracted me to, to this business. But, you know, ultimately, you know, the success of your business depends on your effort. So you do have to make those sales calls. But you know, um, I don't call it cold calling. I call it warm calling. When I'm phoning somebody, I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm just trying to gather some information so that I could let them know how my service will benefit them, save them money, give them cleaner properties, and hey, you know what? Um, I can give you a free estimate. I'm just looking for an address, and you go from there. You provide customer service. Uh, it, it's simple. It, it's it's just common sense, really. Uh, but so, you, but you do not have to be an uh, extrovert. Um, I'm an introvert. You mentioned you're an introvert, but you find ways to to get things done, to to tick uh, those boxes and and get those tasks done.
1: Yeah, I think that that's great. I mean, I just for myself, I just moved. Uh, I gave up my hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year business and fitness, and moved from California to Texas, and now I'm starting all over and just. Interviewing people and seeing what they're doing and being that I'm introverted this sounds like just a great opportunity for myself or for anyone who's really looking to start a new business in any kind of area how would you start if you had to move to Texas or wherever and start all over what would be like the first thing you would do to get your first contact you like you talked about going through the yellow pages but I mean is that viable viable today or would you still like you said go through Google and some other
2: things. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's still like a lot of cleaning businesses. It's, it's, uh, Numbers. It's, yeah, that's numbers. Just making those warm calls. It's, it's making yourself known out there. I mean, uh, nowadays it's easy to, to get a presence too. Uh, but, and I'm not talking about a um, a website, but, but claiming your free Google, my business listing. for that. Once you have a company name and you have all the information that you're going to use like the contact information phone number email address etc you can just uh, claim your free Google my business listing and it creates a profile so if if um, in that city that you move to um, somebody happens to be doing a Google search for um, you know a parking lot cleaning a parking lot litter cleaning because they're not happy with whoever they're using you're going to show up in the search results and so it's as, as, as important as it is for you to go out and find Clients, you have to make yourself easy for your prospects to find you as well. And so, um, it's it's much easier to start this business and operate it now than it was when I started in 1981,
1: um, because thanks to the internet. And, right. And yeah, and that just goes like you said with branding and marketing and being able to have people easily find you. I mean, setting up a Yelp account where it has your name and. Um, not your name, but your cleaning service, and in that area, would be a super easy way for people to find you. Or even like, i mean, like you were saying, the yellow pages. Everyone used to put AAA or the white pages AAA cleaning service because they wanted to be in the very front. So nowadays, it's it's keywords and knowing hey that I'm in Texas and I'm a cleaning service, like best cleaning service in Texas or something like that, is important to have for a brand and be able to be recognized easily within your market. So that's super important. So what? why is environmental health or environmental aesthetics so important to you? I mean, it seems like if you've been, you're a big advocate for green and recycling and keeping the environment clean. Why is that so, so important to you?
2: Well, I, I just, um, maybe it was the way I was brought up, but I, like I said, my dad was a caretaker. So maybe as a kid, I was always, uh, School day, you know, clean up after yourself. Don't leave a mess. But it, it always kind of ticks me off, and I I still see it just as much today that uh, as I did when I first started this business. But uh, people, you know, throwing their empty coffee cups up outside their vehicles onto the parking lot. Uh, uh, same thing with you know wrappers. People walking outside of a convenience store, and and on either side of the doors there are litter containers. But you know what? They may as well be invisible. But you know somebody will open up a wrapper or like cigarettes or. or candy bar, and, and then discard it onto the, on, onto the ground. Uh, you know, there's no reason for that. It, uh, it always kind of has kicked me off. And so, uh, you know, I found the market. Um, yeah, hey, I can make money doing this, cleaning up after people. Uh, people uh, you know, that smoke, they might disagree with me and say that a cigarette butt is, is not a piece of litter, but it is. Because especially those filtered cigarettes, they're not going to uh, break down. Um, So, uh, oftentimes people will stand outside the bars and restaurants and they'll just toss those cigarette butts down onto the parking lot or the sidewalk, uh, you know, with no regard as to, you know, uh, 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 know, the the private property and the appearance and, and, you know, they make the assumption, I guess, somebody else is going to clean up. So, and ultimately somebody else is going to clean up and you can make really good money doing so. So, And,
1: and, And you are.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, you know, I'm very well compensated for the work I do. And as I mentioned, I enjoy working outdoors and I enjoy seeing uh, the, how clean the property is after I've been there. I get satisfied to knowing that I'm contributing to a cleaner environment uh, in my city and in my
1: community. Hey, that's that's great. I mean, it's, and it's aesthetically pleasing to the eyes to see everything picked up and everything taken care of because you don't want things at a place Um, and that just causes stress for me anyways. So I know that if, like, my wife, she's very OCD, very perfectionist. Would she be someone who would excel at this or someone who is OCD? Like, do you have to make it spotless where you're picking up, like, the smallest pit of cotton that's stuck in a bush, or, I mean, is there kind of a uh, fine line?
2: Well, yeah, that's a good question because when when you start this business, when you first start out, um, it's human nature to, to do as best a job as possible. And right. Really push the envelope. And, and you're looking for that proverbial n- a needle in a haystack. You've got to find it, clean it up, so you're leaving it spotless. But after a while, you learn, well, you know what? No, the what, what you're there to do is clean up the big stuff. And it also is cigarette butts, but you're not looking for Every single cigarette butt. I mean, you might walk across the parking lot and, and in the wide open, you, there's one cigarette butt there. You're not going to go out of your way to clean it up because at some point it's going to blow towards uh, the gutters of the sidewalk where they're going to collect, and that's where you can easily sweep up a number of them as opposed to look around the entire property for every single cigarette butt. But yeah, you're going to clean up this, the coffee cups soda cans uh, maybe a beer bottle uh, the, the, the fast food wrappers uh, the items like like that that really stand out uh, um and um and you know uh, and and you get the hang of it and the and way you go until the, to the next property
1: that's great and then i know there's so many other tips that you're going to be providing in your book your manual rather um the america's simplest business where can more people find out about you find out about your book manual find out about your website maybe join your team
2: well, the best uh, way to get more information about the, the book and to order it is on my website, uh, at cleanloss.com. I uh, also have a Facebook page and uh, um, on LinkedIn, and so um, you could probably find me there as well. But uh, um, the, the benefit of going to my website uh, to order, it, before you order, there is that uh, video link where... Um, you can get a feel for what I do and what the business is all about. And it answers a lot of questions before in fact you do order. So, uh, and once again, I do provide that free support and I look forward to, to being of service to you.
1: Okay. That's that's so awesome. What, uh, any final words you want to leave to our viewers or in our listeners about your business?
2: Well, I mean, I just like to encourage people. I mean, if you're looking for a business, whether it's this or anything else, um, like I say, if you you don't need to have a college education, you don't need a lot of money in the bank. I mean, some people like to make excuses for their failures or not getting ahead in life. They like to blame, you know, the rich people, or or you know what you need deep pockets to start a business, or you know, or oh, I, or you know, I don't have the skills, or etc. But that, you know what, those are just excuses. Like I'm a perfect example uh, of how I just turned my passion, my patience, my persistence. Into successful business, and uh, if I can do it, hey, anybody can do it. But uh, I'm also there to take you by the hand. Almost, I provide free support. So if you're willing to work with me, uh, hey, I'm willing to work with you. And and I I'm always happy to, to get testimonials from people that say, hey, I'm glad I bought your book, and this this is what I'm doing, and and uh, I put my three uh, kids through college, or I where I quit my job, and now I'm doing over six figures uh, cleaning up parking lots and and it's it, it's uh, it's another thing that i I enjoy hearing besides so I, I, well, I still go and get out there and clean the parking lots myself. I've scaled back my hours, but hey, I enjoy um you know cleaning, and I enjoy hearing success for uh, success stories.
1: and just on this final note, I know that's I don't know anywhere else you can get a coaching one on coaching for a business that is able to like you said make multiple Six figures for 80 bucks. I mean, it's a steal at that price, and there's so much that value that is added in that book. So, get it in the show notes, and I will link to all the content there. So, go and get the book. Brian, thank you so much from Clean Lots for the interview, and keep killing it, man. I appreciate the call.
2: Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate the interview. Cheers. Have a good one. You
1: too.
0: Hey everyone, if you loved this episode, go ahead and rate and subscribe to it. I really appreciate the feedback. And if you don't, go ahead and unsubscribe. I'm just kidding. Don't unsubscribe. Go and send me an email and tell me how I can improve. Thanks so much. Have a good one, guys. Peace.